Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode. We are continuing to kind of mix up the format. Don't worry, never fear. Mary and I will both be back together next week, but this week you're going to hear just from me, Logan. And this week I'm going to share with you a clip from a recent YouTube video that I posted. I do have a YouTube channel, so if you want to get even more free event content, feel free to pop over there. But I picked this episode that I wanted to share with our Better Events podcast community just because it felt really important for where we are right now. And the video I wanted to share here with you guys was about the three biggest mistakes that I see event organizers and event hosts make at virtual events. And these are things that I've both experienced both as an as a event producer who's been a part of a, a part of the process as well as an event attendee and it just drastically has a negative impact on your event experience and your return on investment. So I felt like this was very topical. We're really still here in this virtual event world. I've had a number of clients who planned for hybrid have to shift almost completely virtual. And so I think if you're someone who's been hesitant to make that jump and we are 18 months into you know, COVID and being unable to gather in the way that we're used to, there are these simple things that you can do to set yourself up for success. And then before you hear all about virtual events and mistakes and how you can make them better, I do want to remind you, Zoom fatigue's real. I'm someone who also has experienced that even as a virtual event producer and an in-person event producer. So I am not telling you that everything needs to be done virtually, but just to help you do virtual events better. So if you're someone who's been thinking about hosting a virtual event, you have one coming up, or maybe even a hybrid, just keep listening because these are three tangible action items that I'm not just telling you the mistakes, I'm also telling you how to avoid them and how you can use the opposite of them to set yourself up for success. So stick around and can't wait to hear what you guys think. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Are you getting ready to plan your next virtual event and wanting to make sure that it is a success? Well, I'm gonna lay out three of the biggest mistakes that I have seen time and time again made by virtual event organizers and hosts that have drastically impacted their return on investment and their retention for attendees. I'm gonna lay out what those mistakes are and how you as an organizer can avoid them. So stick around. One of my favorite things to do as an event professional is to attend other people's events. It's great when you are behind the scenes and you can see the inner workings and what works and what doesn't, but even as an attendee, you can notice some things and you can learn. And there are three common pitfalls that I keep seeing time and time again at other virtual events. And I'm not gonna lie, some of them have made even me log off early. So my first one would be not having enough information as an attendee about how to use the event platform. So this is like your venue. I always talk about your virtual event platform is your venue. And you as a planner have been living on your platform for weeks, maybe months, depending on the length of the event time you've been planning this event. But as an attendee, they might be interacting with it just for that one day or just for that multi-day or just for that one hour. And I will often say that Zoom is a great virtual event platform purely because as a person, as an attendee, we're as a society, probably the most comfortable with those video calls. We all know how to log on, we all know how to mute, turn our camera on and off, and interact with other attendees in the chat. So there is very low barrier to entry if you're hosting an event on Zoom. 
Now, if you're using one of these newer platforms or any other virtual event platform, you are gonna have to do some education with your attendees. And what I often get frustrated with as an attendee myself to other people's events is getting very limited information ahead of the event of what the expectations are for me as the attendee, how to log on, is it gonna take, is it just a click of a button and I'm in your event, am I gonna need to re-register the day of, do I need to pre-select sessions I wanna go to or can I just go to them, do I need to be ready to be on camera? I can't tell you a couple of events I've gone to where they wanted attendees on camera and I could clearly tell the event host was disappointed that more people weren't participating on camera and I will tell you it was nowhere in the pre-event communication for us to come camera ready and we've all been there, I'm camera ready for these videos, we've all been there where maybe Maybe we weren't in the environment where that's conducive to, to participating in the event. But if I'd known that ahead of time, maybe I would have planned to be in an environment where I could be with my video on. So think through your know before you go email. That's one of the phrases that we use a lot in event industry, but you can call it whatever you want. But any pre-event communication, I will also link to my video where I have the five things you should include in your know before you go. Because if anything, the way to avoid this common mistake is to over communicate with your attendees. Don't be afraid to share all of the information they could possibly need about how to log on, on, how you want them to be ready. Are they interacting in the chat? Do you want them to be able to be on camera? Just really think through all of that information because some of my least favorite experiences as an attendee at a virtual event have been times when I have had no communication or too little communication about how they want me to show up as an attendee. And my second biggest mistake I see with virtual events is copying and pasting the same timing you use in person and expecting it to work in the virtual world. I have another video about it, I will link above, but it's really important to think through every single piece of your content and why you're asking for someone's attention. The beauty with virtual is you don't have limitations on the number of people often that you can come to your event. Some platforms do, but it is very scalable. But what you need to think about is your virtual audience's attention span is gonna be a lot shorter. So don't just take your multi-day event that you did in person and do the exact same timing virtually. I'm not saying a three-day conference in person can't turn into a three-day virtual event, but maybe it's not a full day in the virtual world. Maybe it's half days, or you often did maybe a three-hour in-person fundraiser. You want to turn it virtual? Think about doing it for an hour. You used to have an hour-long keynote speaker in an auditorium full of people. Virtually, cut it down to 20 minutes. Keep it to a tight 20. Not only are you trying to hold your attendees' attention span, but you're also competing with everything else that happens on their computer, everything that hap else that happened at home or in their office, wherever they physically are. And so just be more intentional with that timing. And if you're starting to think through hybrid, even more important to figure out the timing and what you wanna do and how you're going to cater to both your in-person audience as well as your virtual one. So just being strategic, trust me, your attendees will thank you. If you are someone who's just doing exactly what they did in person and putting it online as part of your virtual event, you're gonna find a little bit of drop off with your attendees. And when I say a little, you're gonna probably see a lot of drop off with your attendees. So be intentional with your timing. And my third and final mistake that I see at virtual events is forgetting to set the tone from the beginning of your event. What do I mean by this? When you want to do something that is celebratory, like an award show, set that tone from the beginning, have some fun slides, have some 
party-esque music or do it to a theme if your award show has a theme. If you're looking for something that's a little bit more reflective, like a workshop where you want people to maybe be sharing more personal stories. Maybe you have calming music on in the background and actually you as the host are on screen personally welcoming everybody as they join your workshop. Really think through how you're going to make that first impression because the big thing with virtual, it is so easy to lose people in person. Maybe someone had to you know, get up and walk out of your venue and go to their car or go catch the bus or arrange an Uber. But with virtual, it's as simple as hitting like a little red X on your screen or hitting leave meeting. It is so quick. And I trust me, as an event producer, I love events. And I have done this at virtual events because they haven't thought through those first few minutes, especially if you are going to host an event that's all about hosting virtual events. Test out exactly what you want to do in your first couple minutes. Rehearse it. Are you doing an opening video? Make sure you know exactly how to roll that video so everyone sees it and hears it and everything rolls perfect. But you just need to think through those first few minutes because that is where you're either going to sell people and convince them to stick around or you're gonna lose them real quick. And so this is one of the biggest things I see event organizers forget because in person, maybe it's a more casual doors open, you have coffee and pastries and people kind of wander in when they can. Virtual, you don't really have that luxury, so you need to be very intentional with how you start your events. And those are the three biggest mistakes that I see time and time again. Not communicating enough with attendees, not thinking through your timing and just copying what you did in person, and forgetting to set the tone from the very beginning of your event. If you are able to avoid those three mistakes, I think you're already setting yourself up for success, not only to increase your your turnout for your attendees, but then also your retention too, and how long they actually engage with your virtual event. So hopefully you guys learned something from that uh, video clip that I used from my YouTube channel. You can just search Logan Clements if you want to watch other videos like that. I also have the visuals of me making all those hand gestures and everything. So you can go check that out on my YouTube channel. That also makes me think if you are someone who wants to see what Mary and I look like as we talk and our guests when we host them, we also do have a Better Events podcast YouTube channel. So if you're more visual or like to listen to us on your computer, feel free to check us out on YouTube. And this week's bonus tip will have to be if there is any project that you have been meaning to do or you want to get to or some big hairy goal that you're trying to accomplish, get yourself an accountability partner. I do want to shout out to Mary Davidson for being so awesome as my co-host with this podcast because I've been wanting to do a podcast for years and to be honest, it just kept getting pushed to the bottom of my to-do list and the bottom of my to-do list and it just never was happening until she was like, hey, Logan, I want to do a podcast and I was like, that's what I've been wanting to do and it has been life-changing being able to have somebody who we're both in this together, we can lean on each other, we're both getting really busy with events right now, which is amazing, but then also gives me like a partner in crime for those weeks when I'm just too busy to be able to talk with you guys and she can still provide you amazing content. So if you have something that's been on your list, whether it's starting a podcast or a business or any other kind of passion project or maybe even just working out or going on more walks, finding somebody that you can either actually do it with in person or who's going to be someone who just holds you accountable and checks in with yourself, I assure you, you're going to be able to actually accomplish way more than you thought you would than if you were by yourself. And don't be afraid to ask for help, as I did last week with Mary taking on an episode. So Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. You can follow us at the Better Events Pod on Instagram, or you can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. And as always, feel free to leave us a review. Let us know what you're liking. If you have any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover, slide into our DMs over on Instagram. 
And we'll talk to you guys again next Wednesday. And I promise it'll be Mary and I back together again. Have a good week. Mm-hmm.